Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 onwards. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word. And not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a few verses we're going to see as the Holy Spirit wants us to. We see here, Jesus Christ taught He taught the word to the people because that's why he came. He came to show the way. The word brings life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And through the mouth of Jesus Christ, the word of God came to the people to make them live. And as we see here, Jesus gave priority to the word. He just didn't say, I'm here to heal the sick and raise the dead and and make you all feel happy and show you that I am the Messiah and just go. No, he taught them the word of God. Jesus, the miracle maker, is also the perfect teacher. He taught so beautifully the word of God to the people. And as he taught the people the word of God, he also had something in mind. See, this is very similar to the parable of the sower and the seed. Where the sower, he... Sowed the seeds, some fell on the wayside, some fell on the thorny ground, some fell on the rocks, and some fell on the good ground. Jesus taught the people and he wanted all of them to find eternal life. But he also knew who will find it. 
I want to repeat it as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Jesus wanted all those who heard his word to find eternal life. But he also knew who would find it. So knowing that, he taught the word to the people there. But he also knew who were going to become his disciples. It's very important. When it comes to the work of God, the word of God comes to perform the work of God. And the work of God is very specific, targeting the people whom God will conform to his image. So that this Peter in the book of Acts will shake the world. God sees the end from the beginning. Before we can see anything, he sees. Peter had no idea of why Jesus was even there. But he knew that he's there, I gotta be there. Jesus is preaching. He gave his boat to him. He stayed behind because he was there. He just didn't say, okay, you can have my boat, I'm going home. He stayed there. He gave priority to God's word. See, it's something that God looks for. As we heard in the prophecy, giving priority to God, giving priority to God's word is very important. Peter gave priority to God's word. He gave priority to God, the Lord Jesus Christ. When he asked him for his boat, he gave the boat. And when Jesus gave the word, he was one of those who heard it. And after that, Jesus, he saw all those people, but he saw Peter. The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro, looking to see whose hearts are loyal towards him. As the eyes of the Lord scans the whole earth, he sees faith and where he sees faith. God goes to handpick those people because he knows that they can be used of God. God is looking for people full of faith. When you have faith in the power of God Almighty. And when the Spirit of God draws you to Himself. The work of God is accomplished in your life. Because the Word of God does the work of God. So we see here Jesus Christ. He finished His ministry to the rest of the people. He didn't look at any of those and he didn't tell them, look, from now on, you will catch men. No. That prophecy came to those who were in the boat with him when, after they did what he told them to do. Again, it goes with the prophecy that we heard. The fulfillment of any prophecy will come when you fulfill that which God has told you to do. If that is not there, then the fulfillment of the prophecy will not take place. And you look over here, where Peter, you know, who was called Simon, his boat has been given to Jesus, and after that Jesus, he says, you gave me a boat, I'm not going to let you go home empty. Besides, there's something more here than just giving you fish and making you happy temporarily. I have something far greater for you, Peter. God is looking at you today and he's saying the same thing. See, Jesus cares about your physical needs. But he cares more about your eternity. 
He cares more about your future in this world and in the world to come. Jesus could have just called the people and these people, these guys, these fishermen. He could have just told them, look, you heard my teachings, right? Leave your boats, leave your nets and follow me. Go home, get some nap and just go back tomorrow and fish. I'm tired. I did a whole day of ministry. I'm going home. But Jesus didn't do that. Even though he was very tired. He cared about Peter. He cared about his family. He cared about his eternity. You know, anytime God does something for you, for your physical needs to be met, it's because he shows he cares about you. But through that, he says, I have a purpose for you. I have a call on your life. Each and every single one of you here, you're brought by God here. When you are in the boat with Jesus Christ, it is so important for you to hear Him and just do what He tells you to do. Sometimes we can hear the command of God and we can begin to do something and not finish it. The Spirit of the Lord says, just do it. Just do it. That which God tells you to do it. Do it. Even if it looks impossible. Even if it feels exhausting. Even if it feels like, I don't feel like doing it. Just do it. Because that's where your blessing lays. So we see here in this scripture, Jesus, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, I'm reading verse 4, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Jesus is telling him, look, go back there. He came from then, he's so tired, depressed and discouraged. He wants to go home. He wants to go to sleep. He has to come back again and do this. Jesus could have let him do that, but he didn't. He said, go back. Go back, launch out into the deep. You know, Jesus could have called all the fish to the front, right? They didn't even have to go fishing. Peter, you're so tired. Come and stand next to me. I'm going to show you a miracle. And there you go. All the fish came right to the shore. He could have done that. He did not. You know why? He expects our cooperation. That's where your faith is shown. He expects your effort in getting your miracle. Jesus said, go to the deep. Now, not only Peter, Jesus was very exhausted. You know how exhausting talking is if you talk and talk and talk and talk and talk all day. It's very exhausting. But Jesus Christ was more than a talker. He was someone who performed miracles. He walked all over. So much went out of his body to the people. He should have gone home and gotten good night's rest. Oh Jesus, tomorrow you have ministry. Tomorrow you have to go from this town to the other town and you have to walk and go. But Jesus had a mission in mind. God has a future for each one of you. The future is bright. The future is big. Peter didn't know. When Jesus asked his boat, Peter thought, he's asking my boat, take it Lord. 
It's getting late, but I'll stay. God sees all those little things. Especially when you're exhausted, those little things are not little things for Jesus. It becomes big things because he knows your effort. And now, Jesus sees Peter who took steps towards obeying Jesus Christ because the first thing was, give me a boat. He obeyed. And Jesus preached, he stayed and he listened. Now he says, launch out into the deep. Now he is coming and telling him, go back to fishing. He could have given all kinds of excuses and he could have just said, not now Jesus. Politely he could have said, tomorrow Jesus. Thank you that I tried. I'm very tired. My kids are waiting. My wife is waiting. My in-laws are waiting. Whoever is waiting, I got to go. He didn't say that. He put Jesus Christ above everything. When Jesus said, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch, he didn't ask, Jesus, now, do you want me to catch these fish in? Are you going to make money out of it? Because you are asking me to do this. I can do tomorrow. He didn't think in a twisted way. He did not let the devil rob his blessing. God is speaking to your hearts today. It's very important to not let the devil rob your blessing. Your mind is a very powerful place and a very open space. What you yield your mind to is very important. Because Satan will come and he will put thoughts, big lines into your minds. Thoughts of discouragement. Thoughts of unbelief. Thoughts of worthlessness. Thoughts of emptiness. Thoughts of pride. Thoughts of rebellion. Thoughts of despair. All kinds of things Satan can bring. It is at that time, you have to say, no. 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 Hundred times, no. Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Peter, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets. Get some fish. What is it? It's a command. Jesus gave Peter a command. You see two things here, very important. One is humility. Humility to receive instruction and obey the instruction. Humility to receive the instruction and obey the instruction. You don't see any kind of opposition here. He was tired. He had to tell the Lord, I've given my boat, Lord. I've stayed here, Lord. Now you want me to go? I'll go with you, Lord. However his feelings were, he did not let his feelings dominate 
that which God had told him to do. Don't let your feelings dictate your obedience to God. Don't let your physical conditions lead you to a life of disobedience. Don't let the enemy come and speak to you and rob that which God has for you. If Peter would have just said, no, I have to go home, Lord, he would have been just like the rest of the people who said, I got to do this. I can't follow you. Jesus didn't go after them. We don't even know their names. But you have First Peter, Second Peter in the Bible, books of the Bible, dedicated in the name of this fisherman who made that choice that one day to not only give his boat but to obey the command of God to have that humility. That's number one. I said two things. One is humility to receive instruction and to obey. And two is faith. Faith to hear and obey. When Jesus said, do this, he had faith to go and do it. It takes faith to go and do it. And he did it because he had faith in Jesus. He saw the miracle that happened. The only difference here is, these guys have faith, but a lot of times it's little faith, right? (laughs) So, they believe that, he believed that, Jesus can do this. Obviously, he saw him do miracles there. He didn't expect the amount of fish that will come. They were like shocked. They said, oh my God, the net is going to break and we got to call the other boats and we did not expect this. They just thought we were going to get like a usual thing or less because we hardly found anything before. When God tells you to do something, always know that. When you obey it, He will surprise you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over. It's not men. God will give to you. God will give to you. When? When you listen and obey. When you have the humility to listen to the Lord and simply do it. That's number one. When you have the faith to listen to God and do it. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when it doesn't make sense. When God tells you to do it. Just do it. So we see here. Launch out into the deep. Let your nets down. Or let down your nets for a catch. And this is what happened. Simon is telling his actual condition to Jesus. He says, Lord, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. And he didn't say, so, goodbye. No, nevertheless, at your word. You know what he said? Lord, I'm a failure. I know you're a success. So, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm a failure. You're a success. I'm going to give it a shot. Because you're coming with me, right? When you know that Jesus is coming with you, you know that your empty belt will become full. Whatever is missing in your life, that's a prophecy God is speaking at this hour.
Whatever is missing in your life, that missing piece, that missing piece, that is missing. And you can be frustrated. You can be discouraged and disappointed. You can say, all night I tried. There's no use. It just looks like it's useless even. Trying to go and catch. Because I tried this long. This hard. God says, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You did it without me. Now you're doing it with me. That's the difference. All night. I mean, they could have just sat in the boat and kneel. These are Jewish people, right? These Jewish people, they could have called out to God and said, Oh God, help us get the food, get get the fish. And they could have prayed. But the Lord of miracles, when he comes to you, you call that God's appointed time. When God's appointed time comes to bless the person, it is very important for us to engage in that which God is doing at that moment. If we don't, then we'll miss it. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts today. God is looking for two things. And consistency in those two things is very important. Humility and faith. Admitting I can't and admitting that He can. I've spoken on this through the Spirit of God before from this very chapter. But God is emphasizing something else today. Admitting that you can't, and admitting that he can, and simply going with the plan of God. The emphasis here is not about catching fish. The emphasis here is God will turn you into somebody else. That somebody else is not according to your imagination, but according to his big plan and big picture. Someone really useful. Someone who can have interaction with people that they never had interaction with. You know, Peter had his, a few fishermen friends that he went with. And all he saw was boats, nets, and fish. Boats, nets, and fish, and whatever, you know, fishing gears there with it. Those are things that he knew, his family. God's plan was he was going to make him into a spokesman. A man who had a large family, including the Gentiles. Wherever he went, he shared the gospel. He had his boats full, overflowing. One message brought thousands. God is speaking to our hearts today. There's this transformation that God is looking for. Transformation. The transformation that God is looking for. To change you into Something that you have no idea of. That God will just say some short things that you don't know what it means, but you're so happy God spoke. 
when it happens, you'll get a better picture. Not a full picture because as the day progresses and when everything comes to completion, you'll get a full picture. When the word of the Lord comes, you only get a, not even a full shadow, a little bit of what God is about to do. But that little bit when it comes from the hands of the Almighty God, it's a big thing. The word of God created the heavens and the earth. The word of God created the things that are around us. It was this sentence that Jesus spoke to Peter. Caused him to yield himself to the Lord Jesus Christ. When he said, Lord, at your word. At your command, the winds and the waves, they obey you, right? What about us? At his command, we must obey him. When we obey him, he will do the unimaginable in our lives. That humility and faith, they're like two powerful keys. In it comes holiness and love and all those things. But that faith comes from God. When we have humility, grace comes. God gives the grace which brings in faith. God gives grace to the humble. The more humble we are, the more grace is given. And the more grace is given, the more faith arises from within us. As Peter looked at Jesus and he said, Lord, I can't do this because I failed. But because you are telling me to do, I'll do it. God is looking for people who will say yes to Jesus. The Lord says, Peter, I want you to go do this. Instead of asking why, or giving a thousand excuses, if we can just learn to say yes to the Lord, and not just say yes and run away, but say yes and do it. When you do that, what happens? You become a God pleaser. You please God. When you please God, God takes you into His call. When you become a God pleaser, when you do that which God tells you to do, because whatever He tells you to do is for God to bless you. When He tells you something and you do it, that becomes the key to the world of the supernatural. That key comes from the hands of the living God. Peter never expected Jesus to turn around and say, Peter, from now on you will catch men. You see, Peter was terrified with the rest of the people. My God, I didn't expect this to happen. What a miracle this is. Even on a regular day, on a good day, that we never caught this many fish. This is someone from above. And he said, Lord, depart from me, from a sinful man. When you look at Peter, you look at many people in the Bible, when they got a glimpse of the God of glory, all of a sudden, 
the real person on the inside comes right in front of them. They come face to face with God and themselves. That's a good thing. That's a conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit. When the conviction came to Peter, Peter said, Oh Lord, I'm a sinful person. I'm not worthy to stand before you. That's what he's basically saying. And Jesus didn't say, Well, right. You did this when you're two years old and you did this when you're ten years old and you did this when you're fourteen years old and you did this when you're this many years old and you're right and he did not go over his sins. You know how Jesus approached him? He said, don't be afraid. There's no one more loving than the Lord Jesus Christ. You know who will come and condemn a person and make them feel guilty to the point that Oh, God, I am a wretched person and I can't be in your presence anymore. Oh, God, whatever I do is never enough because I can't do a thing right. Lucifer. Lucifer comes to put a person down to take them away from the presence of God. He does in many ways, but these two ways are two big ways. One is pride. Pride will thrust a person out of the kingdom of God. Or it will be condemnation. Two. Pride will cause you to fall away. Condemnation will cause you to take yourself away from the presence of God. Jesus Christ will never condemn you he will convict you and he will fix you that's who God is when the spirit of the Lord speaks his presence convicts you you can never say that hey I'm in the presence of God and even though I'm a sinner I don't feel guilty and I'm doing fine there's something wrong you're not in the presence of God at that point but if you're in the presence of God you face the almighty God and your heart is exposed before God at that point. The conviction comes from the Almighty God that grief will come, the burden will come. And along with that, the Spirit of God will be there to lift you up. To take you from where you are to where you need to be, where the cleansed thing takes place. That's what Jesus did for Peter. And Peter said, Lord, depart from me, I'm a sinful person. The conviction already came, which is a good thing. Now Jesus lifts them up. He says, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. What does that mean? Did Peter become an apostle instantaneously and, you know, started catching people going here and there? No. The training began. It's a great privilege to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he got that privilege. But God took him under his wings. And he said, you're going to be mine. You're going to be mine. I'm going to make you just like me. You're going to minister just like me. You know, Peter went with Jesus. Wherever Jesus went, Jesus went and raised that 12-year-old girl, Jairus' daughter. Peter did the same thing. Peter did the same thing. He was used by God to raise the little girl up. 
Many miracles Peter saw Jesus do. Peter did that later on. And Jesus said, from now on you will catch men. It was a prophecy. And the prophecy began the moment it was spoken. From that moment onwards, whatever he needed to become a fisher of men was given to him and the Spirit of God began to work in him through the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is speaking to your hearts today. As Peter came that night and toiled all night and was so disappointed, he would have never thought that the next day would be a life-changing day for him. Divine appointments are always at unexpected moments, at unexpected times. But it's very important for us to recognize the move of the Holy Spirit and to become partakers of that. But the Lord Jesus Christ will turn each and every single one of you into something far greater, something that you never thought that could happen to you. But God can take you into his hands and say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, that sentence is a very deep sentence because he basically says, I know Peter. Lord, I'm a sinful man. I know Peter. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm here to fix you. I'm here to fix your circumstances. I'm here to change you from now on. From now on, you will catch men. From now on, this is a very important day. The third March is a very important day. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me early in the morning. And the Lord spoke to me, God will do something special. As the Spirit of the Lord spoke to us in the beginning of the month, prophecy, the morning call, this month is the beginning of big things. Beginning of big things. The question is, do you want to be a partaker of it? Do you want to be a partaker of it? Do you want to be a partaker of the big things that are going to happen? Or are you going to be a bystander? Along with Peter, James was there, John was there. They all became apostles. Disciples who became apostles. Fishermen were called to be disciples with an apostolic call. The call of God comes to us in a when at the least expected moment when you're so weary, when you're so exhausted, when you're so tired, when you feel like you have nothing left in you, God's call comes at that time. And he says, Don't be afraid. I see you. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Today, the Lord says, for you, it can be your from now on. Today, if you will partner with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and listen to His voice and say, Lord, I will diligently seek you. Not just in words, but in action. God will see you. He will see your effort. 
or see that in spite of your tiredness, you still launched out in the deep. God will not only bless you physically and materially, but above everything, God will give His vision to you. He won't give His vision and say, now go and you work it out. No. He will give His vision and He will work it out in you. All you need to do is simply do that which He has told you to do. Can we do that? Can we do that in this month of March? Say, Lord, I'm weary. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm exhausted. But because you're telling me, Lord, I'm going to do it. Because you're telling me, Lord, I'm going to do it. I challenge you today. When you do it, you're going to see your soul prosper, your mind prosper, your body prosper, your finances prosper. Everything will prosper. It takes consistency. Now, Jesus didn't take Peter into the deep and as they were going, they got fish. No, they had to go to the deep. It took time. So don't expect popcorn answers. Your character won't be formed. Don't expect things to happen. God sometimes does things like that to get your attention, to bring you in. But then he forms your character. There has to be substance on the inside. It took character for Peter to launch out into the deep after an exhausting day. God is speaking to your hearts today. In the midst of your heaviness, in the midst of your exhaustion, in the midst of your weakness, in the midst of your tiredness, in the midst of your turmoil and toil. Are you willing to do that which the Lord has told you to do, which is to launch out into the deep? Because a call from God is coming to you today. This day can change your destiny. When you give yourself over to the Lord, and God sees your sincerity, He will say, from now on, from now on, from now on, God says, from now on, from this day, March 3rd, 2024, God wants to spin you and propel you forward, each and every single one. We need to have the same desire that God has. God wants to do it. Do you want it? God wants it for you. How eager are you for it? You need to show some character. You need to show that humility and faith. You need to launch out into the deep. God says, from now on. From now on. This can be your now on. Everything can change. Spin and propel through the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will catch you like a whirlwind and push you forward. That was needed. That's needed. But when will that happen? You seek the Lord with everything within you. Your day will come. Just like it came for Peter. It'll come for you. But are you willing to do that which God tells you to do? When you feel tired. When you feel exhausted. When you feel I can't push anymore. It's that one more push that will make the difference. And God says, will you do it? I'm not going to tell you do it by yourself. I'm going to go with you. 
Jesus will go with you in the boat. He just doesn't say launch out in the deep. He says, I'm going to come with you and have you launch out. I'm going to be there. I'm going to see you succeed. God wants to see you succeed. God wants to see you succeed. God wants to see you succeed. Be faithful. In the midst of your struggles, in the midst of whatever you may be going through, give that one more push. In the midst of whatever you may be going through, let this be your day where you say yes to Jesus. And he calls you so that he can bless you. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah.